this is We're Watching Stuff, a movie, TV show, and music podcast. Listen on all major streaming platforms and follow us on social media. Mm, welcome back to We're Watching Stuff. It has been a minute, but you got to hear us out. A lot has happened, okay? We bit, went yeah. on a little family vacation family meeting we went and visited family and nicole had a birthday happy birthday nicole thanks and um we went camping we went camping that was a crazy night which we will talk about on the other thing that we have to announce so we were originally going to start talking about stuff where we talk about random stuff but instead of calling it talking about stuff we're going to call it thinking about stuff it rolls off the tongue. It's funner. And it's because we are thinking about random stuff. Right. So. But we do talk about random stuff, too. Right. So it's a bit of both. Yeah. So. And maybe we'll be able to, like, put little things in your head that make you think about the things that we're thinking about. Right. You know, it's like how stoners are technically engineers. Kind of. It's like that. Where we talk about anything and everything, whatever we want, whatever we want, instead of just movies and music and all the other good stuff that we enjoy talking about so i guess with that being said if you want to think about stuff with us or just with corbin or just with me yes. let us know because that's the other idea is to kind of help us split apart so that way it's more instead of the two of us talking together it's us talking with you or us just talking because <laughs> we've got a lot to talk about right i personally already booked my first solo mission which is the Batman versus Superman conversation. And that's mostly because there probably be, probably wouldn't be enough room for Nicole to talk in the first place. Right. <laughs> She'll just chime in. I'm here for the facts and trivia. And trivia. <laughs> <laughs> and no, nah, I can do that part myself this time. Agreement with you on yeah. most things. But and she's I, got yeah. some murder stuff she wants to converse about. And, and yeah, more. there'll be some. I'll talk about some that weird. She's thinking about. Yeah, unfortunately, but <clears throat> for you, if you were to talk about one, it'd be the because we watched Smallville people, and that chick went crazy. Oh yeah, that like into a cult or something. The Nexium cult. The Nexium cult. Yeah. Right? Oh my gosh. Okay, that's a different different topic, different day. But yes, a lot has happened, and we've been planning a lot. We've also been painting rocks. I don't know if any of you have gotten bored, but paint rocks and share the love with us because it's random. And it's fun. We just paint whatever we want on a rock and then hide it somewhere for another person to find. And hopefully make them um, yeah. smile. Make them smile. All right. So now that you're caught up with Our why life. we've been yes. a little MIA lately. I got my trusty paper in front of me until we get, oh yeah, a new iPad. Oh man, Ooh, we're right. busy people. All right. We got a little nerdy. Well, at least in my case, I went back. I went down a deep, dark, 13-year-old hole. I don't know. How Ew. old was I? 1999? <laughs> no, I didn't mean like that, you weirdo. Blade, everyone. We are talking about Blade. Blade 1, 2, and Blade Trinity. Yes. yes. It is a dark, deep hole. <laughs> That's what I was saying. <laughs> but I, I can't remember how old I was when I saw it. Obviously, it was 8 mm. and 12. So, yeah, I was like probably 13 or 14 when i've watched these movies so you didn't see the first one when it first came out no oh i guess you <laughs> probably would have been a little too young <laughs> i don't think that would have been the case <laughs> True. but all right 
So Blade One. Nicole, you want to read the plot? I can read the plot. Okay, I'll say right now, Wesley Snipes plays Blade in all three of them, and oh, I can't even remember his name. down somewhere on my list who uh oh chris christopherson plays oh, yeah. uh whistler whistler in all three movies as well all right so in a world where vampires walk the earth blade has a goal his goal is to rid the world of all vampire evil while blade witnesses a vampire bite dr karen jensen he fights away the beast and takes her back to his hideout where alongside whistler whistler <coughs> Blade attempts to help heal her. The vampire Quinn, who is attacked by Blade, reports back to his master Deacon, who is planning a huge surprise for the human population. Mm. Is that a good? Yep. Is that a good one? Yeah. And also, if you don't know, Blade Blade is born the Daywalker. His mother was bitten by a vampire while she was pregnant with him, and when he was born, he has all of, every attribute of a vampire. He can just walk in the day. Except, yeah. He's, he's got the thir- like his uh, biggest fight is he's got the vampire thirst and he's doing everything everything he can to fight it. Yeah, even inventing drugs and all of that stuff to help fight it. Like synthetic, isn't it like synthetic blood or ju- is it just a drug? Uh, probably both at some point. But then when he <laughs> actually drinks blood, he gets like super vampire, like raged. Yeah, yeah, he gets raged and like extra strong. Um, FYI, I didn't see these movies until this summer. Yeah. So. I might do a little bit more of the talking, but we probably won't have much to talk about unless we talk. Cause, yeah, we'll have a little bit to so talk about. So I might. I feel like, Corbin, like with some of these movies, you have like the nostalgic oh. part of it, which makes you like them a little bit I more. Because yeah. you grew up with them. And then I'm watching them as a 30 year old, and I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> no. So, I'm sorry if I rain on your parade too much you're for okay. these movies. No, you're okay. I think that's the point, is everyone needs to hear the good and the bad of it. Okay. As you long as I'm we're saying. on the same page, then I'll be okay with that. Good, yeah. All right, well. Who's that in being Blade? Said, we got Donald Logue, who is uh, Quinn. Mm-hmm. Right? And, uh, n- oh, nope, that's number two. Tracy Lords, Kenny Johnson. Um, Nabush, yeah, right. She's Nab- Karen, Nabush, the right. lady that yeah. he saves. Yes, and then doctor. The other doctor, yes. and then Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff is Deacon. Is Deacon Frost? Yes. Okay. So, from what I know of the Blade comic book, that Deacon Frost, like, that's the whole system. Pretty much what they explained in there with Deacon's story, and uh, like Deacon was the one who supposedly bit his mom. So, which is true, but okay. he's not Blade's dad. But is he like his vampire dad? Not technically. His master? No, because he bit her mom, his mom. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So this is a full vampire world. People get used to the blood vampire fangs and everything talk. And I think that like, I didn't realize that this was a comic oh. before we started watching it. And then right. you mentioned it, that it's a Marvel comic. And then my like point of view kind of switched a little bit right. to make it like I wasn't as critical with the weird shit that was happening. Mm-hmm. So I guess keep that in your mind. Too. I feel like if it would have kept going, Netflix would have gotten a live adaptation version of it. I do know that there is one in the works for 
Disney Plus because of Marvel. Really? Marvel got the rights back, yes. Huh. All right. <clears throat> so what I liked about the movie, what okay, definitely about vampires. Uh, what This movie really sets the bar for me because I like when vampires and they get stabbed in the chest or their head cut off or whatever, and they disappear after that. Yeah. That sounds pretty accurate to me. Yeah, the way they, like, ash. Right. That was really cool. And a lot of the new ones are just dead bodies that look a little, like, dried out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, come on, that's way better, you know. Even when they get burned up, they disappear. Yeah. Cool. And then they keep kind of burning as their ashes fade. Yeah. Awesome. So that's what I liked most about this movie. Uh, Also, like, the effects. Because remember that? The one that was living in the freezer guarding, like, an entranceway? The fat one? Mm Mm-hmm. It was just a blob of vampire. Yeah. And they're just like, you know, well, come bite me. You know, haha, <laughs> you can't. You can't. You're just, you're stuck there. You're. You know? So, like, just their makeup and cosmetics, like, all of it mm-hmm. looked pretty incredible for coming out August 21st, 1998. For a 1998 vampire movie, I can yeah. give it credit for that. Uh, so, like, a. Uh, but what I did like about all three movies is, yes, a lot of his fight scenes and actions are dr- are, are super dramatic. Mm-hmm. Dramatized? <laughs> I don't <know>. Yeah. <laughs> Dramatized. Because he's like, the way he fights is almost like ninja-esque. Right. And they CGI it. But you're like, okay, it's a little plausible CGI, you know? So I give it, you know, just a little bit more credit than I normally typically would, I think. Yeah. Uh, for being the times that they came out. Um, um, the director for number one was Stephen Norrington. And the writer was David Goyer and S- Stephen Norrington. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David Goyer has done so much. Has he done a lot of stuff? He's going to be in my Batman versus Superman topic. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, because he wrote... Batman versus Superman, and then begins. Batman begins in the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but and it also had it had classic horror, you know, classic action, classic non CGI action. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, they're familiars because um, vampires in this world have familiars, which is basically someone who walks for them during the day. So you can like. <coughs> So when so I you sleep, know. you take notes for me, and you're yeah. acting as me, kind of. Um, uh, yeah, the music that came from this, you know, the Evanescent Seether era. Right. That Yeah, that music is I'm just... I'm pretty sure for all Blade movies, it was stuff like that. That and, like, same with, like, Underworld. They had, like, their own, right. like, set of music that goes with... Mm-hmm. That fits that kind of music. Underworld will be another vampire topic, people. There were five movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, vamp- we're going to vampire it up. Now's the time for horror stories. So, we're getting it ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember what more happens. Because not much really happens in the first one. He he saves this doctor. He... Hey, he sticks with her until she fights the vampire virus. When she fights the vampire virus, she's better. Um, well, don't they need Blade's blood? They need ba- Blade's blood so they can uh, try to daywalk with him. But every time they use his blood, they, like, explode. Yeah, because they, like, put him in this contraption that, like... Drains his blood. Into this, like, temp- 
like this altar type thing where they're doing a prayer and the prayer is to make it so he can harness the power of like a vampire god so he can also day walk uh all i do because like he blade cut him in half and his pieces like sucked back together with blood the blood was yeah horribly cgi'd but when it wasn't cgi'd it was actually looking pretty legit you know Mm -hmm. like the dark liquid cornstarch you know what i mean right um yeah not like this like high tinted blood stuff that we've been having recently or the dry brown it was just thick syrupy yeah and that's you know as vampire goes the more blood probably the better or at least if you're going for the vicious vampire right um since before we get off the topic of goyer and his Mm -hmm. stuff um so when he pitched the idea of doing the blade movies there's only three actors that they wanted to play blade that he wanted to play blade was Wesley Snipes, um, Denzel Washington, and <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. And Lawrence. But, like, in mm. his eyes, Wesley Snipes was always going to be. Like, oh, yeah. that's who he wanted. And that... Um, he got rid of his English accent, which was a no good for me. Yeah, I didn't know that part until I read it. Mm. And also that Jet Li was um, offered the role as of Deacon. Oh. But took it didn't take it because he was doing Lethal Weapon 4. Oh, priorities. Right. I mean, what would have been better, Lethal Weapon or Blade? I I mean, he would have got three movies out of it. We never made it to Lethal Weapon 4, so I'm not sure. Right. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to bring up some trivia for the first movie? Yes. Um, I will say Rotten Tomatoes gave the first movie a 55%, and users gave it a 78%, so they enjoyed it. Overall, Nicole and I give it a 62%. Yeah, you I know. mean, I not our favorite, but it's still a classic. That's kind of like, set, you know, a ground. I know. I keep trying to give movie like these movies that aren't really that great the benefit of the doubt, but like <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, yeah. mm, <laughs> it's hard to like. Right. Yeah, your movies. The movie wasn't that great, but I'm not gonna give it a zero. You know. Right. Type of thing. You got to give it credit where credit's due, but at the same time, you got to give shit where shit is due. Right. Um, so Chris Christopherson's character Whistler was created for Blade's cameo on the Spider-Man animated series Mm -hmm. and he was liked so much by the Marvel CEO that he was adopted into the Marvel universe which is kind of cool Um, there was a clash between Snipes and Dorf while filming um, the hostage scene where Blade and uh Deacon first meet in person. It was Dorf's first day, and while he was trying to establish Frost's motivation to approach, Snipes became impatient and tried to counsel Dorf. Mm-hmm. Um, he came, then he became incredibly frustrated and said he felt overwhelmed that the David Fincher and other notable mil- filmmakers visited during the filming and added further tension to the frantic onset forces. Um, Snipes says in the commentary for a while there wasn't. Um, very much trust between the actors when they were doing scenes. Oh, damn. It's kind of a bummer that they didn't get along. But, I mean, I guess it kind of adds to their characters since they're basically mortal enemies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or immortal enemies. Immortal enemies. <laughs> um, Blade's car was a 1968 Darge... Darge? <laughs> <laughs> a Dodge Charger with various mods. Um, Stan Lee originally had a cameo, but it was cut 
Um, he played one of the cops that come into the blood club during the aftermath and discover Quinn's body on fire. In the beginning, they're dancing in a club and they turn on the sprinklers. Well, actually, it's not a club. It's a meat locker Basically. that they turn into a club and they turn on the sprinklers and instead of water, it's blood. Yep. And they bathe in it because they're vampires. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> In the scene where Blade is chased into the subway, the subway train is passing by and all the pas- passengers are cardboard cutouts <laughs> with the special effects man among them. <laughs> that was kind of cool. Um, Stand there for reference. Thank you. Right. <laughs> uh, Wesley Snipes was the f- attached to the project because he was in discussions with Marvel Comics to play the Black Panther oh. at the time, um, but didn't happen Right. back then. Um and Karen, the doctor that he saves, was originally mm-hmm. supposed to be played by a white actress, but Wesley Snipes encouraged them to cast a black actress. That's awesome. Which is cool. Cool. Um, yep, you said that he's supposed to be British. Yeah. Um, supposed to have an English accent. <laughs> Blade sunglasses are called Black Flies. <laughs> the model is called Microfly in matte black. Mm. I wonder if you could Get find me a on. pair of those. Those were... <laughs> terrible sunglasses <laughs> i mean they're pretty much 1998 sunglasses but they're awful right all right we're gonna move on to blade two we can do that do you want to read the plot or should i i need to open it up but yes i so can read it so you want to what when did blade two come out blade two came out may 22nd 2002 so like three years later yeah. five years later no, four years. Four years later, Nicole. I, I got it. I got it. Um, Are you sure with that Darge Charger? <laughs> Darge Charger. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in this one, a rare mutation has occurred within the vampire community. The Reaper, a vampire so consumed with insatiable bloodlust that they prey on vampires as well as humans, transforming victims who are unlucky enough to survive into Reapers themselves. Now, they're... Very, or they're quickly expanding their population, threatens the existence of vampires, and soon there won't be enough humans in the world to satisfy their thirst. Blade, Whistler, and an Armony expert named Scud are... Played by Norman Reedus. Which is awesome. For you fans. Are curiously summoned by the Shadow Council. The Council reluctantly admits that they're in a dire situation and require Blade's assistance. Blade then tenuously enters into an alliance with the Blood... The Blood Pack, an elite team of vampires trained in all modes of combat to defeat the Reaper threat. Blade's team and the Blood Pack are the only line of defense which can prevent the Reaper population from wiping out the human and vampire populations. Damn, that's about the gist of it. Of course our cat is over here bothering us as usual. What do you need? I need love. (laughs) Well... If you don't know, Guillermo del Toro directed this movie, and we're all super thrilled about it. And the writers were David Goyer and del Toro. So that's why, my personal opinion, this one was way better than all three of them. I do that's my like opinion. this one more. I don't, it's not the best movie ever, but I do like it more than. But Guillermo one gave three. it some love. That's what I think. They gave us some oh. anatomy. Like. The thing that I loved about this movie is how similar the vampires are to the show Strain, which Del Toro does. Yeah. His book and the TV the show. The book and, yeah. We gotta talk about the Strain, too. I know. But, like, 
I, I think that's what got me into this right. one more because we it watched. It felt like that virus. Yeah, it yeah. felt like the virus and like. So it's something familiar that you can grasp to. Yeah, see, that's probably why I like mm-hmm. this more because I got the connection. That's why, I mean, yeah, this one's fun. I love Guillermo del Toro. Norman Reedus is in it because probably Guillermo del Toro as well. Uh, who, uh, there was somebody else. There was someone else. Uh, Ron Perlman is in it, obviously, because of del Toro. Right. Uh, there's someone else. I can't remember his name, but Leonor Varela, uh, Thomas Kretschmann. Oh yeah, Thomas Kretschmann. He's um, the one that was in Underworld, um, Resident Evil. Oh, Apocalypse. And Donnie Yen is in this as well. If you don't know Donnie, he's a IP man or. Uh, I'm one of the forest, forest with me, guy from Rogue One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't remember his name. <coughs> um, John Jewel or Danny John Jules, uh, Luke Goss. Yeah, that's it for familiars in this one. Um, like Del Toro's art really brought it to life. You could tell that he did a little work on the story as well. The action scenes were definitely a lot better with the CGI being you know a little bit more plausible i think you know it's still obvious that it's there right but you know all things considered you're like that was cool though (laughs) (laughs) so if you just pay attention to the action you'll have fun because their choreography to it was really cool and um i think just because we're such big suckers for del toro it's like it's hard to be not too biased about it yeah because i mean once again there were like some kind of cheesy parts right acting and acting wise cgi wise i guess but the makeup and prosthetic was still good right like i think that was like the redeeming factors like how caramel's like no what are you doing you're making that too easy here put this in there right (laughs) well like how they just like because they're infected so they're not you know quote unquote normal vampires right so I don't know, just making them look infected but not, like, ridiculous was pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. In my opinion. Right. No, I agree. That, I mean, everything about this one was very enjoyable. And the fact that I think that's why number three didn't do so well is we should have maybe seen some sort of aftermath of that. That would have made sense. Maybe something else or just a little here or there thing. Um. But it's a bummer that they didn't, because Del Toro didn't do number three. No. He just did number two. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I believe number three was just Goyer. Mm. Uh, so Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 57. Users gave it a 68. So people didn't like this one as much as they liked the first one. But Nicole and I give it a 75, or I match with the 80 to 78 range, because Del Toro, this is the one that I'm more likely to throw on and watch. Yeah, same. Of the three. I'd only do Trinity if no one's seen it, you know, and just be like, well, if you're watching Blade, you might as well just get it over with. You That's know? what where we were. Yeah. So that transitioning, if you want the trivia for this one. Trivia. Okay. So. Oh, man. So over 30 members of the cast and crew were temporarily blinded by the misuse of the UV lights in the vampire autopsy scene. Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> That scene was awesome. That's where a lot of that prosthetic came in that I was telling you about. Yeah. And the anatomy 
Um, Scud wears a t-shirt featuring the logo of the BPRD. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is another Del Toro Hellboy thing, right? Hellboy, yeah. Um, was, so Donnie Yen, obviously he knows martial arts. He was the film's fight choreographer. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pay you a little more if you could help everyone. Right? Yeah, sure, definitely. <laughs> Wesley <be> awesome. <laughs> Snipes said that this is his favorite Blade movie. There you go. So if Wesley Snipes say it, I say at least suck it up for the second movie. Right. I mean, I don't even really think you need to see the first one to know. Eh. No, they wrap it up in the beginning. So right. it's your call. Depends on how into Blade you are. But nah, watch, this, watch the first one and the second one so you can get a little bit more appreciation. Yeah. The idea of having the Reapers have stingers coming out of their mouth uh-huh. was inspired by Polish folktales where vamp- vampires had a stinger or finger that came out of the mouth that used to suck blood rather than teeth <laughs> like <laughs> normal vampires. Okay, I get it. It's making me shiver. Sorry. Um, I have to go get trained or something to be a vampire slayer. M- Michael Jackson was originally going to have a cameo in the House of Pain sequence as a vampire pimp <laughs> that Nissa encounters as he searches up the upstairs hall. Jackson had to drop out doing his scheduling conflicts, and then the part was played by a Czech CZ, he's Czech. Oh, okay. Republic okay. actor. Um, and then the sequence was originally cut from oh. the movie, so it didn't matter. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Damn. That would have been fun. <laughs> Ron Perlman never takes off his sunglasses. <laughs> I love Ron Perlman. I don't care. Right. I don't care what you're in, man. Just tell me and I'll watch it. Okay? Maybe. No. No. I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the only Blade movie that used the original written edi- ending. Um, one and three went through several reshoots to improvise. Several reshoots? Yeah. Oh, okay. To make the ending better. Right. Um, on one and three, but number two was good. Um, to get a movie with an R rating, Green Blood was used for the Reapers. Oh. Oh. Cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Cool. Wow, that, that didn't even click into my, in my head there. Um, Scud's name is another reference to another comic book. It doesn't say which one, but it's Scud the Disposable Assassin. Huh. Which kind of makes sense. I also saw, I can't find it in here, but I think it said that this is one of the only films that Del Toro is credited with for directing, but not writing. He only directed. Why do I have him written down for writing? I don't know. Huh. But yeah. Lies. I'm just kidding. Right. As of 2017. Right. All right. Moving on to Blade 3, called Blade Trinity. Trinity. So... Basically, Wesley Snipes returns as the Daywalker. Um, he's even more hated than before by the vampire race. Uh, Blade joins a new group that are hunting vampires, but the vampires have a different plan, which is to restore their original father, Dracula. 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 The, their Dracula. original lord Dracula. or father, whatever you want to call the him. Master. Vampire. The master. Um, <clears throat> so... What year did this one come out? This came out December 8th, 2004. I was 14 when this one came out. Did you see it in theaters? No. No, I don't think I saw any of them in theaters. I'm oh. sorry. Um, and this one, Wesley Snipes is back, and so is Chris Christopherson. Um, although Chris doesn't 
or Chris's character Whistler doesn't last that long. Spoilers. And but he is found by his daughter Jessica. and her vampire killing group, played by Jessica Biel and Ryan Reynolds, Patton Oswalt, uh, Dominic Purcell, Parker Posey. I'm trying to remember who else out of this list is there. Anyway. John Michael Higgins. John Michael Higgins. The doctor. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we got Paul Anthony, Ronald Selmore, Natasha Leone, and James Remar. Uh, is Park- Parker Posey is in Lost in Space, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so she's the evil, evil doctor, the, the bad doctor, the con woman mm-hmm. from lost in space with the robinson family so she's been in a lot we've actually watched another movie with her in it too yeah she's like one of those she was just a new girl we're watching as well yeah so dang she's everywhere she's a good actor because she can adapt mm-hmm. so i give her credit on that one thank you for being in the show she's an evil bitch in this one yeah. and has a weird obsession with ryan reynolds but it's okay we all do we all do yeah that's so. true uh I do say Ryan Reynolds humor for this was probably not needed. Although yeah. it was appreciated because Ryan Reynolds is always appreciated. It was just if you wanted a if you wanted a Wesley Snipes vampire killing movie, you probably should have made Ryan Reynolds not do those quirks because he just made himself into all the other characters. Yeah. Jessica Beale's character was fine but very lame because it was like daddy issues, you know, and a grump uh I don't care, you know. Right. I want to do what I want. <laughs> I'm going to kill I'm these guys. Get it know. done. Um, uh, action, vampires disappearing stuff. I think in this one they started incorporating some of the bones sticking around after you kill them. It's kind of cool that way. Yeah. And then they fade, you know. Um, this also introduced the vampire dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> they right. They made like a chihuahua into a vampire dog. And it was a little Pomeranian. Yeah, a little pom- fluffy yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah. Basically, they restore Dracula. Dracula goes around feeding so he can become whole again because he's been sleeping somewhere in Egypt, I think. I can't I remember. Yeah, yeah. And and then he's been trying to figure out what life has been like since he's been gone. And then he realizes, you know, people are still stupid, I guess. Right. <laughs> in his head and... Blades, Let me like, go back to sleep. And Blade's working with this new these new people who are they're basically you know they're not hotheads they're young so they they want they want to jump the gun when it's just like you need to be more cautious yo like right. this is insane. We're just um, gonna go in blood guns blazing and right. hope for the best. So he's kind of like being their Whistler slash working with it with Whistler's daughter and trying to gain a relationship with her I think. Mm-hmm. And, um. So it, I guess it just didn't have as much depth of it as everything else. Yeah, it, you know? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to like. The, the second one was way more of a ride, you know, yeah. way more fun. Um, it was directed by David Goyer and written by Goyer, Marv Wolfman, and Gene Cullen. Uh, yeah, characters were kind of fun, you know. Um, the only thing I did like about it was because they framed him in the beginning. So, uh, so they like made him kill 
a, a person instead of a vampire mm-hmm. because he didn't know. Right. And I guess that was kind of cool. But at the same time, I would have been like, if I was like some sort of daywalker with vampire power, I'd be able to hear their blood pumping and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Maybe there's just some flaws in the entire movie. I was going to say, that's you know? just an oversight on their part for you right. know trying to write that into the story. So, yeah, it's just been, it should have. It should have had a little more, mm-hmm. more depth, maybe not in length, maybe some scenes just weren't necessary. If they would have cut, no offense to Ryan Reynolds, because I love him, if they would have cut a little bit of that stuff, we probably would have gotten a little bit more story depth. Yeah. Maybe some, like, because if he's causing trouble around town, you would pick up on his scent first, you know? Right. I don't know. Um... In 2005, Wesley Snipes sued New Line Cinema and Goyer for claiming that the studio did not pay his full salary and that he was intentionally cut out of casting decisions and the filmmaking process despite being one of the producers and that his character screen time was reduced in favor of Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds and Jessica. Aww. I don't, it doesn't say if he like won or anything, but right. like I can see that like definitely they had more. They did, yeah. And that, yeah, that's probably why it bombed. So almost on Wesley's side of it, but not fully, you know, right. I agree that they were, they were decent characters to have in there, but I think they all needed depth. <laughs> right. Johnny depth. Johnny depth. <laughs> You're a dork. Well, Do you want while some? Nicole gets the uh, trivia up, I'll say Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie a 26%. Users gave it a 59, so definitely below all of the other movies. Yeah. It, they literally dropped 10% each time almost. They weren't and, starting very high either. Right. And at, we're watching stuff. We gave it a 55% stuffed. It just wasn't the best Blade, but we highly recommend the second one. Yeah. Yeah. What's your trivia? So, according the to... Facts. P- oh, sorry. The facts. Mm-hmm. According to Pat and Oswald, the production was so trouble- troubled due to studio interference that Wesley Snipes appeared to have some sort of mental breakdown. Oh, man. He refused to speak to Goyer and often would not come out of his trailer. He would only respond to the name Blade. (laughs) (laughs) And if he communicated with anyone, it was via post-it notes. Ryan Reynolds co- No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ryan Reynolds corroborated this while promoting the film, saying that Snipes would ignore the entire cast, but once he... Acknowledge Ryan Reynolds by saying, keep your mouth shut and you'll live longer. (laughs) The fuck? That does kind of sound like a mental breakdown. Oh my god. Um, (laughs) Jessica Biel accidentally destroyed a camera, costing more than $300,000 when she fired an arrow directly at the camera lens. Uh. She was directed to aim for the camera... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which had a plexiglass shield in front of it to protect it, except for one small opening in front of the lens. Uh, Beale had... Pro- you have to be so accurate. Right. She perfected like her that. archery skills while training for the role in such a way that she <laughs> went right through... You know, good for you. Right. Good for you. The footage of the incident is included on the DVD. Really? Extras, yeah. <gasps> we should go buy it just to see it. See it, right? The, or, no, it's probably on YouTube. It's probably, probably on YouTube. I'll watch it on YouTube later. This thing I find hilarious. So when some of the television commercials had to be canceled after one day of airing because they credited Jessica Alba instead of oh. Jessica Biel. 
Oh man. Oh, someone got fired for Classic that for sure. Classic mistake, Hollywood. Right? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> um so when he was asked what it was like working with Wesley Snipes, Ryan Reynolds said, "Sincerely, I never met Wesley Snipes on the film for not for a second. I only met Blade. <laughs> That's so weird that like Nah, was... it's just the same as Robert Downey Jr. being uh what's his face from uh um or Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder, yeah. That he Maybe. stayed in character in the commentary. Maybe. But yeah, that's what I was <laughs> So ridiculous. Man, and come on, Wesley. You could have been a little bit more of a team player. Right. Well, then he had to go to jail. So. But then you had to go to jail for tax fraud. Um, we still love you as Blade, but come on, man. Right. And Del Toro passed on this film because Hellboy just got greenlit. Mm. So that's we got good Hellboy instead that's of okay. a good third okay, Blade right? movie. We should do another Hellboy one where we talk about um, at least all the movies because there were some animations that Del Toro did as well. Yeah. Well. I and apparently, oh, more. Sorry. No, you're okay. Ryan Reynolds gained 25 pounds of pure muscle. A pure muscle. Pure muscle. That was going from his frat boy movies to his action movies. Right. <clears throat> now he's just sarcasm and muscle. Now he's. Uh, Engine. Now he's frat boy ninja. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Basically. Deadpool. I'm just I'm going by Deadpool. Um. Well. One more. One more. One more? So, okay. in the comic books, Hannibal King, which is Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, was a vampire. Oh. Oh, yeah. He was supposed... Ryan Reynolds' character was originally a familiar. But he was turned by... He said he was turned by Blades, um, Deacon Frost. Oh. In the comics. Huh. So, that's kind of interesting. Damn. Deacon Frost was the f- bad guy from the first film. Yeah. The bad guy in the second film. If you're not a Hellboy fan, you wouldn't know this, but... Uh, the Nomag, Nomag, mm-hmm. the vampire that carried the virus in the Del Toro blade, is Prince Nuade in uh, Hellboy, two, the Golden Army. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, I was trying to remember the name as I was talking. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you'll see a lot of his fight actions, scenes, and all that stuff. So yeah, that's why I dig Guillermo del Toro. Right. Is he changes, but he changes good. Yeah, he and just he stays has, the same for the good. Right, he just has this way of like doing stuff, which just makes makes or breaks. Well, mostly makes movies because clearly one and three weren't very good. Right, and two was better. Right. Well, we've talked about a lot of stuff. We filled you in on a lot of stuff, and we talked about blood and vampires and stuff. And Blade. And Blade. There is no. There's Wesley. no Wesley Snipes, just Blade. Blade. <laughs> Remember that when you ever see him. All right. We're going to go do our usual, though. We're going to go watch some stuff. See you later. Bye.